I'm John DiLibretto, and you're hearing the Echoes podcast from PRX. Today I've got two operatic singers who spent 20 years with the Washington National Opera Company, a yoga master, and a former Miss Oklahoma. That all comes together in Shunya, the enchanting duo of Lisa Reagan and Suzanne Jackson, who take Kirtan chants into serene directions. Before we get to that, let me tell you about Echoes Online, our streaming subscription music service. You can get all 10 hours of Echoes programs we produce each week, plus several previous week's programs. There's also exclusive online-only streams, and you can do it all on your free Echoes app. The public stations in your area are clueless, or you want a more convenient listening time like whenever the heck you want. Find out about Echoes Online at echoes.org. And now, open up and say, Om with Shunya. Hare Kirtan movement has evolved considerably since the days of Hare Krishna's chanting and banging drums in city parks. The Beatles' George Harrison took the first step of converting fairly monotonous Hindi chants into ecstatic songs when he produced a record by the Radha Krishna Temple in 1971. But it really took off in the 1980s and 90s with artists like Krishna Das, Jayutal, Singhkar, Snatamkar, Rasa, and Deva Pramal. Lisa Reagan and Suzanne Jackson follow in that tradition on their second self-titled album as Shunya. And it means the zero point. The zero point is where you want to get to before meditation, that place where your brain is totally clear. Both Lisa Reagan and Suzanne Jackson are operatic singers who spent three years in the Washington National Opera Company. It was on stage during a performance of Carmen that the seed for Shunya was first planted. Suzanne Jackson. You know, we were on stage at Washington National Opera one night. (laughs) And um, when you're on stage, I don't know if you know this, but at the Kennedy Center there are 2,500 people in the audience. And you can actually talk on stage when other people are singing. <laughs> I said, I'm going to be going to Sedona with the family for a vacation for solstice, around the solstice time. And Lisa said, I'm doing the same thing. And so that was kind of our first meeting for yoga and chant together. They remember the first time they actually chanted together. Sare Sasa. <laughs> and we chanted that in Middleburg, Virginia for the first time in a garden. You know, we were both learning it at the same time. And then 
got together and sang it facing each other in easy pose, which is Sukhasana, and we felt our voices join together. And then we did the mudra that goes with each chant has a mudra. And so we did the mudra and sang it together, and that was when the light came on. A mudra is a movement that goes with the chants. Minus the mudra, Sarisasa appears in much more elaborate form on their latest album. Eight years difference in age, Lisa Reagan and Suzanne Jackson are a music generation apart. Lisa Reagan. Disco. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I, I was dancing every night, even if it was just in my room. But Suzanne Jackson came up with the anti-disco music movement. I was 82, you know, so we had 8675309, and my husband was a, a big B-52. I, I'm married to my high school sweetheart, so he'd go to B-52 concerts, and he'd wear leather pants and zipper shirts and spiked his hair, and so I, I guess I would have to say punk. doesn't look like a punk now. Speaking to me on Zoom from her home in Kennett Square, Pennsylvania, her long, dirty blonde hair frames her face without a piercing or tattoo in sight. And Lisa Reagan doesn't look like a dancing queen either. Her shoulder-length brown hair frames a face that retains the beauty that won her the Miss Oklahoma pageant and got her to the Miss America pageant in 1975. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. It has been my total identity, I have to tell you, all of these years. <laughs> okay, well, so since you started it, John, you know, here's the thing. Let me just tell you honestly the truth. The truth is, she did it for the scholarship money to go to Oklahoma City University. And my parents didn't have money for that. So I happened to see a poster that said you could win money if you won the pageant. So I was like, well, man, I can play the piano. And my mother was an incredible seamstress, so I thought she can make my dress. I'm golden. Anyway, I entered it and I won. So then I went to the next level, and that was the Miss Oklahoma pageant, and I won. But then I went to Miss America, and I won a little talent award there. So by the time you added up all the money, I got to go to OCU, and I got a couple of scholarships, and I got to get my degree from there. So that is really why I did it. Suzanne Jackson's daughter, Rebecca, followed the exact same path and won Miss Delaware in 2014. I just think it's cool we got a Miss America contestant on the show. And how many could there be that create music like this?
Performing these chants, Reagan and Jackson had to dial down their classical technique. Reagan had already done that to a degree on her many solo singer-songwriter and dream pop albums like Satori. But recording the new Shunya album, The Classical Chops, still rose up. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> In a word. Yeah. Yes. And it's not easy at all. We really, when we were recording, we both look at each other and say, we've got to take a break. Because it's very, we sang the very straight tone. And I think the, it, it tur- it's beautiful and it is right for this album. But that's not easy to do. Yeah. Especially when you're a classical singer. For me, I feel like I was holding back my air because I do have a really big voice. So I feel like I'm holding the reins so tight that if you're not careful, you can go under pitch. I mean, you ha- it's a, it's a tightrope you're walking. Jamshid Sharifi produced the Shunya album. I love operatic singing in opera. It's certainly not a part of the recorded tradition as we know it. So a lot of my direction and coaching was to use less vibrato or even no vibrato and to experiment with softer tones of the voice rather than a full powerful voice you know which is at the end of the day meant for acoustic projection in a concert Jamshid Sharifi brought a world music approach to Shunya employing artists like Moroccan Ganawan musician Hassan Hakmoon Lisa Reagan. Jamshi would come up with an idea of instrumentation and we would start with the basics and sort of went along. And then he called and he said, you know, I've got this really good idea. I have this friend, Hassan Hakmoon, and he's an improvisational singer and I think he'd be so great on this album. Jamshi told him the meaning of the chant, the mantra, and then he listened to it. And from his inspiration from listening to it, he created what, what you hear now. Then we heard it, and we're like, oh my gosh, this just went to a whole new level of wonderfulness because he had so much energy and um, love and spirituality, and just his voice is so beautiful and interesting. He's a force of nature. He's wild as the wind, and all you can do is kind of point him in the direction, and then he goes, and it's usually very wonderful. Shunya aren't doing traditional kirtan by any stretch. They even have the Catholic Alleluia chant on it, combined with the Latin 23rd Psalm. I mean, it's a universal chant that, that people know, and so when we started singing it, then we thought, oh, it would be nice to add something to it. But, you know, to just keep saying Alleluia, we thought maybe we could pull in something else, and so that's why we chose the psalm.
with all these deviations and expansions, Shunya were very concerned with maintaining the meaning of their traditional chants. You know, we wanted to do the Om Namo, Gurudev Namo, because that is a chant that tells people to unify and bow to the teacher within. Bow to that teacher. Namo means bow. And so it's I bow to the teacher without and I bow to the teacher within. And as we were talking about, vibration is within. It's created from within and then how you choose to let that vibration affect the world is an outward expression. Right. We wanted to give that out to the universe um, because that undying is a very important word and vibration. And Har Hare Hari, you know, those three aspects of God, starting with the seed. So there, every chant has meaning yeah. on this album, meaning to us and meanings that we wanted to bring into the world through our unified vibration. No matter how deep into the world of Hindi chant they go, their classical backgrounds still remain. Jamshid Sharifi. I think their classical roots are still in there, you know, are still kind of shaping things. This is a classical chant album. It's deeply thought out. It's not just one singer on one melody line with a harmonium. It's very, very detailed and produced like an opera, like like a classical concerto would be composed and produced. You can hear the chants of Shunya on their latest self-titled album out on Stillpoint Records. I'll have a link for Shunya's self-titled album in the posting for this podcast at echoes.org. And while you're there, check out the Echoes CD of the Month Club. We pick our favorite albums every month and send them to club members. Albums this year have included Jeff Johnson and Brian Dunney's Ravenna, Steve Roach's Tomorrow, and in May 2021, London Grammar's Californian Soil. Go to echoes.org, read our reviews, and check out the Echoes CD of the Month Club. Next week in the Echoes podcast, the psychological trauma of Leandril and the 14th icon of Echoes, Lorena McKennett. 
I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next week, tonight on the radio somewhere in the country, or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want.